Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into the Believe in the Cowboys podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the network for professional podcasters. I'm Paul Catalina alongside a new co-host, Danny White, uh, joining us here on the Believe Podcast Network. And Danny, uh, before I get to reading the ad, I'm going to get this out of the way right now. When Bron called me and told me that you were going to be my co-host this year, I uh, was on my way to Love Field to fly out to Nashville, and I was so giddy uh, uh, my girlfriend was with me. She was laughing at me because you were my first favorite football player. I was, uh, you know, so when I was a little kid, a little Cowboys fan, you were the quarterback of the Cowboys. You're my first favorite football player. So little seven-year-old Paul Catalina is super excited right now. Well, I just have one question for you, uh, Paul. What, what do you mean by first? Well, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you, you know, you retired. And so I had to like, you know, so maybe so you, you are, have, you had to have an active guy. I yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I so it was you and then it was Troy and then on down the line, you know, so I won't say, you know, there, there's always something about the first one though. That's, that's the most important. So um, thank you. Yeah. I should, I should just say, be gracious and say, thank you very much, Paul. And, uh, Leave it at that. So thank you. <laughs> um, yes, and I'll, I'll, once I find the picture of uh, me and you when I was nine, that my dad took me to the Independence Bowl luncheon to meet you in, in Bossier oh. City, Louisiana. I, I don't know if you remember that that luncheon you spoke at. It was a, uh, it, it was it was quite the raucous time for me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> And now a word from our sponsor. If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think you will win the championship, Bet Online has the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And uh, Danny, the uh, Cowboys preseason's underway. They've been at camp, uh, you know, just left Oxnard, now back in Dallas. Uh, I know that there are always tremendous expectations for this team. But realistically, in your mind, where do you see them, Mike McCarthy, year two, coming off of last year, which was was not a good year at all? Right. Well, you know, you look at them on paper. You look at the moves they've made in the offseason, the draft, and how they've strengthened the defense because, uh, you know, the offense um, is, is I mean, it's pretty strong. You get everybody healthy back on that offense, and I don't know that anybody on paper uh, matches up or at least is any, any further along than the Cowboys. The defense obviously is what struggled. They were 
uh, right at the bottom of the league in terms of all the defensive categories, rush uh, yards per rush, uh, scoring. Uh, so that's that's what's got to be shored up. And I think they did that first and foremost with the addition of Dan Quinn. Um, that, that's going to make a tremendous difference, I think. Uh, the personnel, I, I believe, has always been there now. Sean Lee leaving Hurts. Sean Lee was one of my favorite guys. I mean, he just played old school football, sideline to sideline, hard hitting. Um, in fact, I, I often said the biggest uh, the biggest threat to any of our defensive guys getting hurt is Sean Lee because he just runs around, hits everything that moves. And <laughs> that's the way he played. And we need somebody to step in now. We may have we may have done that, you know, with our first round draft picks, a similar kind of guy, guy that can fly. And um, so if the other guys can step up now, my big concern, and as with everybody else, I think is the secondary. And there's a lot of what I love about this year is there's a lot of competition in that secondary. Um, that's going to make for, uh, I think, some improvement back there. But if we can get the pass rush with those two guys on the end um, and the guys in the middle doing what they're supposed to do, tying up that center and those guards and letting the linebackers run free, which they didn't do last year. You know, we had um, had some issues with that last year. Um, then I think the defense is going to be a lot better. Well, I mean, when the first-round draft pick takes number 11, that's always a good sign. Yes, it is. (laughs) First first time they've ever taken a number 11 in the first round, so I'm encouraged by that. Yeah. Well, you know, when you look at the defense, the Cowboys have – I mean, you mentioned the offensive talent they have. They have hit home runs with their drafts on offense. On defense, I don't know if they've missed on the talent or they just haven't had the right scheme. And that's why I think Dan Quinn can come in because it seems like, especially when they had Chris Richard, they've been kind of drafting for this same scheme for a long time. They just didn't have the right person who was running what they they envisioned themselves running. Am, am, I, am I kind of on the right, right track there? Well, yeah, I would say it a little different way. I would say they didn't have the personnel for the scheme or they didn't have the scheme for the personnel. Mm. And that's where a defensive coordinator has to be able to adjust his scheme and, and uh, do things that fit the personnel that he has. It's easier to, for one guy to change than it is for, for 10 guys to change. And, and so I, I would prefer to see, uh, you know, Dan Quinn step in come up with it and what it, what it basically is Paul is letting guys just play football defense is is not a matter of thinking and outsmarting the offense it's a matter of getting to the ball uh, it's a matter of, of, of physical football and and that's what they've got to be able to play in order to do that you can't be out there thinking too much and I believe that that's what the the guys were doing last year and even the year before that they were thinking too much and not just running around chasing the ball and playing football yeah they uh they got mauled at the point of attack last year which has you know has very little to do with the scheme you know if you're just getting beat up front you know that's that's not necessarily the defensive coordinator's fault that's that's just kind of the players aren't aren't the right ones. I mean, they, they made some 
you know, mistakes that Don Terry Poe didn't work out and that it took him a while to find defensive tackles that weren't just getting run through. And now that appears to be at least on its way to being better. We have to see it in practice first. But, uh, you know, you mentioned the, the, the secondary, which is a little bit nerve wracking, I'm sure, to Cowboys fans because there's a lot of question marks there. I, I am a little worried about the inexperience they have at, at defensive tackle, given that Tristan Hill's just coming back from injury and we haven't seen much from him yet. And then Neville Gallimore just got hurt the other night and they're not going to have him for maybe the first month or so of the season. Well, and that's a good point. But you you mentioned Don Terry Poe, and that's a great example. Let's let's elaborate on that just a little bit. You know, if Don Terry Poe doesn't cut off the center or the guard or play his technique properly, uh, then then Jalen behind him uh, gets a lineman in his face, and he can't get to where he's get to the ball like he's supposed to. That all works together and, and has to be coordinated. And and Don Terry Poe and Ha Ha Clinton Dix and, and and Everson Griffin even were guys that did not work out and the Cowboys in so far from what I've seen so far have not made that mistake this year. I think they've got some guys that are going to work out, um, not guys that are going to come in and play a couple of games or like Ha Ha Clinton Dix not even play at all. Just take your six million dollars and run or whatever it was. Um, that they didn't make that mistake this year. So I, I do think barring any more injuries that they've still got a chance with the guys that they've got and they do need to get a couple of those guys healthy and get them back pretty soon. I think they're going to be okay. And now another word from our sponsor. So I don't know if you heard, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Oda may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. I was reading a press release about how he started taking a pH balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7, and that's helped him bounce back from his hospitalization in 2015. I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out. I always need energy to level up. Couldn't agree more with Lamar. After watching him fight Aaron Carter in July, I think it's safe to say that Balance 7 is working for him. Cool thing is we've got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now, where if you go to their website, balance7.com, and use the code BELIEVE at checkout, you'll receive a free four-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. The product retails at $13.99, so I'd say it's worth it. Again, head to balance7.com and use the code BELIEVE at checkout to get it on the promotion. I know I will. It worked for him. It can work for you, too. And uh, Danny, this is a this is a team that always and you've you experienced it with in the Landry years, uh, and this is a team that forever has expectations. And Mike McCarthy steps in in his second year. What's a realistic expectation for this Cowboy team for fans this year? Is this a a playoff team? Is this a team that can win games in the playoffs? Because that's why Jason Garrett is not there anymore. They could get to the playoffs. They just weren't winning when they got there. Yeah, and I think I think getting there is not going to be enough. I think they have to win a playoff game, and and uh, because the NFC East again is not looking like a powerhouse, they're they're young in terms of the schemes, in terms of the coaches, in terms of the quarterbacks, um, new guys coming in, and that's where I think the Cowboys have a leg up, and and so the Cowboys ought to win the East. Anything less than that is going to be a disappointment. Um, Philadelphia is just all, all over the place. The Giants could be good. The Redskins are going to have a great defense. 
But the Cowboys across the board, in my opinion, are still solid. And I'm trying to be objective here as much as I can. Um, across the board, they've got a better team. And and so you win the East. Now, if you, if you win your division, you're going to be expected to win a playoff game. So I think that's realistic. And I think anything less than, than winning the East and winning a playoff game um, would be a disappointing season. You know, for coaches, it's, you know, Mike McCarthy brought in, you know, Mike Nolan was his defensive coordinator last year. They have a longtime friendship and professional relationship. But uh, I know it's hard for coaches, especially to pull that trigger after, especially the COVID year, which didn't make sense to anyone. But how big is it for a head coach to make a move like that and say, look, this isn't working out. I'm going to go with Dan Quinn, a coach he's never worked with before, but uh, but does have the pedigree of building defenses and building them quickly. Yeah, that's a big deal. Um, and in this case, you're getting a guy who's been a head coach. Um, now, you know, that that can be an issue, but I don't think in this case it will be because these guys are both professionals. They're going to work together. They're going to know what it takes to work together. And I, I really believe Mike McCarthy is not the kind of guy that tries to keep his finger in every aspect of the team. He just has not been that way. Even the offense, he's going to have – some say a little more say in the offense, but I think he's going to turn the defense over to Dan Quinn. And he's the kind of guy Mike McCarthy is that his ego is not going to get in the way of him doing that. And I think he will do it. You know, I've been watching hard the, the first two episodes of hard knocks. I don't know how much you've, you've seen of it. It's, it's very interesting to me to see Dak Prescott coming back off of injury. And I think maybe people have this idea of, uh, you know, athletes and, you know, like all of us at our job, like maybe there's some of it that, that don't like it. And, you know, I think about Allen Iverson and practice and all that quote that he had, but that does not apply to Dak Prescott, who clearly missed every aspect of being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, even the boring little minutia of film and practice and, you know, doing those reps. He was, he was frustrated with not being able to do everything that he could. And uh, I would think that should be encouraging to anybody, especially Cowboys fans watching him going forward. Uh, what have you seen from Dak Prescott in his progression as the leader of this team? Well, you're right. I mean, he's, he's just that kind of guy. He, he's going to put everything he's got into it, especially now with this new contract, he feels obligated because he's that kind of guy and you're going to you will hear me say that over and over and over when talking about Dak Prescott because I, you know you, you, it's a cliche when you say he checks all the boxes but he does and and you know the most important boxes are not um, the physical part of playing quarterback or even decision making it's about his work ethic it's about his personal behavior off the field. He's not going to be, you're going to catch him in strip clubs, you know, on a Friday night and embarrassing the, the organization and, and all that. He's just, he's just the, the perfect guy um, for, for this team and for Dallas, Texas, not just the Dallas Cowboys, but for Dallas, Texas. And, and so he is going to be the kind of guy that's going to do everything humanly possible to get back. Now, I say that, and, and, and hopefully it's not going to be a negative thing where he tries to push it too hard and he comes back too fast. 
I don't think he will do. I don't think the trainers and the coaches will let him do it. Obviously, um, it looks like he's not going to play any in the preseason. Um, so that's that's an indication to me that they're not going to take any chances with him. Dak, I I can promise you, is chomping at the bit to get back on the field. Um, I hope it doesn't end up being a mistake keeping him out because he hasn't played for a year. He needs to get back into to hitting shape. By that, I mean your body has to get hit a few times, knocked down, get up off the ground, and that's not going to happen to him in the in the preseason. So it's going to have to happen with live, really, really live bullets coming at him in the regular season. Um, I hate that for any player in the NFL because the game is too fast. The players are too good, too big. They hit too hard. I hope Dak stays in the pocket um, because every time he breaks out of the pocket, there are going to be gasps heard around the world. And he's going to have to get down and not take any any shots. Fortunately, the rules are such that, uh, you know, as long as he stays in the pocket, he should be okay. They can't hit him, you know, below the waist, above the shoulders with their helmet. Um, it's just going to be falling. That injury last year was a fluke. He hadn't missed a practice or a game prior to that. He's just a tough guy with a great – keeps his body in shape. Got a great – he looks like a linebacker. You know, so Dak – is going to be fine. That's a that's a long way of saying that, I guess. But in, I really believe Dak is not going to be an issue. Yeah. Well, in that first week, live bullets is. Uh, I mean, he, I would rather be playing the Jacksonville Jaguars than the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Bucks week mm-hmm. one for the first live action for the whole offense for. Tyron Smith for Lyle Collins for all these guys that missed time last year. It's the Bucks week one, and that's that's one heck of a you know for first game. Uh, to to roll out to the first time you've played together on the field in live action in in over a year. Right, yeah. And now the Bucks were facing a team in the in the Chiefs that didn't have their tackles. Um, that's a big deal. So you mentioned Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins. You know those guys have got to stay healthy as well. I mean, th- this is one thing. There are certain things that coaches can't control when you get into the season. The injuries is one of them. The other one is, you know, just the breaks of the game. You know, the the game of football always wins. The football gods, sooner or later, will win. And it doesn't matter how often you uh, escape death, you get a lucky break. Um, Sooner or later, those are going to even out. But but the, the thing that can happen is you can have a season where you get just all the bad breaks in the world. They'll even out eventually. But the game of football has a way of doing that to you, making you making you wait, be patient for for your rewards. And as long as that doesn't happen and the Cowboys again can stay healthy, I think I think they're gonna be fine. I think it's gonna be a great year. You mentioned something a second ago I want to come back to about Dak Prescott and that you said he is the perfect quarterback for Dallas, Texas. You had to be a quarterback for Dallas, Texas. You came right after Roger Staubach, who uh, still might be, you know, for many people, the quarterback of Dallas, Texas, no matter who's come after him. There is there is a different responsibility for that. Certain jobs, like center fielder for the Yankees or quarterback for the Cowboys that do need a special type of personality. You mentioned he's the perfect quarterback for Dallas, Texas. What about him makes him perfect for Dallas? Um, 
Well, people in Dallas have a certain standard to look up to, to live up to. The bottom line is winning and winning in the playoffs. And that hadn't happened for a long time. So that's what Dak's got to prove. But as far as the things that he has total control over, um, standing up in front of a bunch of uh, not angry, but but uh, reporters after a, after a, maybe a bad after you threw an interception or two in a game, and you got to answer some of those questions that may not be the greatest questions in the world that you want to answer. You got to you got to put up with it, and you have to do it, and you have to do it professionally. Uh, he's that kind of guy, you know, the work ethic of, you know, first guy in last guy out kind of mentality. He's that guy. Uh, I told you earlier, you're going to hear me say that a lot about Dak. Um, being a guy in the community who, um, has the respect of intelligent men and the love of children is Robert Louis Stevenson once said <laughs> the respect of intelligent men and the love of children. Um, that's Dak. That's him. He's the guy. And so those are the things I'm talking about in doubt. Now, if you're in New York or in Los Angeles, some of those intangibles may not be quite as big a deal, but in Dallas, Texas, they are. You know, I'm reminded, you mentioned the media, and I'm reminded of something I heard. I was at minicamp one time, and it was Randall Cobb's first minicamp with the Cowboys. And so it was minicamp. It's April or, you know, late April, early May, whenever it is. And Randall Cobb comes out, and he's going to talk at his locker that day. And there were 25 to 30 different reporters and cameramen and people around him, people, you know, you know, having to put mics on boom so they could record it. I was, I mean, just wedged in between all these people. And Randall Cobb said, wow, this is like the NFC championship game number of people in Green Bay. And that's the Packers. They're, I mean, a, a legendary team. But in Dallas, everything hits harder because it's so much of a bigger deal. So, yeah, you ha- I always think about that when, you know, you mentioned Dallas, how different it is to be a Cowboy because he was he was overwhelmed, wasn't the right word, but couldn't believe how many people were just on a minicamp on a, on a Wednesday afternoon. How'd your first <laughs> minicamp in shorts go, Randall? That was pretty much what the questions were. And 25 people wanted to know. Yeah. Yeah, and and sometimes the bad thing is they all have to ask the same question because they've <laughs> got to have it. They've got to have him reacting to them and not to some other reporter, and that gets frustrating. And you just got to bite your tongue. You got to be nice. You got to be patient. And uh, you know, Jason Garrett. Once I asked Jason Garrett right after he drafted Dak uh, to describe him, he said, "I can do it in two words." He's a Southern gentleman. Um, that's the perfect description of what we're talking about right here. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, one thing before we go, I want to I want to bring up to you, and I've, I've, this is kind of hard knocks. I'm kind of I'm kind of impressed with the way that Zeke Elliott, who would not have been confused for a Southern gentleman when he was a rookie, uh, come in. How he has grown into a a leader on the team in, in kind of a different way. Like Dak is the the leader. Zeke Elliott works very hard. He's also the one who kind of seems to to lighten the mood a little bit and can be reliable. He's got to have a big season this year for the Cowboys to be successful. What have you thought of Zeke Elliott's uh, kind of topsy-turvy last couple of years, and, and where do you see him this year? Well, I think he's growing up, um, and, and that's that's a big deal. I think he's had enough hard knocks, if you will, <laughs> um, enough rough times, including last season, that he's now a little bit more appreciative of the game, and uh, he's not above it. 
and he has, if if you will, lowered himself to becoming one of the guys, to becoming a leader on that team in Dak's absence. Uh, he has filled that void, and that's a credit to Dak to Zeke that uh, he has stepped in and become that guy. And I really expect him to be a little bit less of a showman and a little bit more of a football player this year. And uh, that, to me, is the only thing that's kept Zeke from being uh, the the greatest running back in the league. So look for that to happen. And if it does, you know, watch out. All right, last thing before we go. How much can we glean from the preseason? How much, especially with Dak not playing, Zeke's not played yet. I mean, I'm sure he'll play in this third game a little bit. But, you know, Amari Cooper hasn't played, you know, a little bit from CD and, and Michael Gallup. The defense, you see maybe more from them than, than you have from the offense. But how much can we glean from this preseason? Very, 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 very little. Um, uh, from all the teams. Um, somebody, I don't, somebody asked me, about the Cowboys being 0-2, and and is that a big deal? Well, all that means is that the Steelers' third stringers and the Cardinals' third stringers are better than the Cowboys' third stringers, uh, which basically means the guys that are not even going to be on the team, their guys beat our guys. And and so, uh, and, and, and we've got enough, the Cowboys have got enough veterans on their team who've, who've been around to know that, if you go 0-4 in the preseason, it means absolutely nothing. I mean, look what Houston did last week in, in blowing out the Packers. You know, absolutely nothing. Does that mean that, the, that Houston is a better team than Green Bay? No. So, uh, I think way too much. I, I'm amazed at the whole offseason. You know, the, the combine, the draft, the attention that's paid to it. And all of it is, is to, in my opinion – um, is blown out of proportion because you don't know how good the draft really was for the Cowboys for probably three years. Then we'll know. Uh, so don't make a big deal out of it now or the combine um, and preseason games fall into that same category as far as I'm concerned. So I don't think you learn anything. It's an opportunity for the coaches. And this is a big deal for the Cowboys having four games this year instead of three to be able to look at the, their players, evaluate their players in live game situations when they're really trying and make a decision. And that's that's helped the Cowboys a lot, especially this year being the first year that they're only playing three games. He's Danny White, former Cowboys quarterback and punter. I don't ever want to leave out punter. I, I've had you on the, you know, our, our show here in Waco uh, several times, and I, I don't ever think I want to leave. Nobody does that what you did anymore, Danny. Nobody punts and plays another position it doesn't happen it's specialized now and nobody lets them you know i think there are guys that could do it but nobody will let them yeah well i mean you could like think about the salary cap i'm like you would have been a salary cap uh, golden child for the cowboys because they wouldn't have had to have a punter that's that's money they could save you know well ahead of their time uh, the, the Cowboys. Of course, they had Gil Brandt uh, back then who was who kind of invented the way that people do rosters now. So uh, I don't know why you wouldn't wouldn't try it, but that's just me. Well, it's the same reason that more of them don't run with the ball <laughs> on fourth down. I'll guarantee you 95% of the time that it's fourth down and five or less, they could pick up the first down if they just tuck it and run. Um, but they don't do it. They're 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 scared to death of making a mistake. And one of the things I've loved about 
Mike McCarthy is he's he's done that a little bit. He did it last year, uh, and and most of them didn't work mainly because of bad execution, but they should have. They were well-designed, and they were called at the right time, but uh, just didn't work. And that's, I guess, why more people don't do it. But I like Mike's approach to it, and it is something that uh, can make a big difference. Running with a punt for a first down is just the same as a turnover, like getting an interception or a fumble, and, and it's big. So um, I wish more of them would do that, would take that chance. I love doing it. Um, and uh, it was just part of the game that I had was comfortable with and grew up doing all my life. And uh, I was glad and glad that I was able to kind of fill two positions on the roster. Danny White, former Cowboys quarterback and punter. I'm Paul Catalina. This is the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. We'll be back with you again next week. Danny, I enjoyed it. I can't wait to talk to you again. I can't wait to get this rolling throughout the season. Yeah, let's get the regular season here and then get going. Thanks, Paul. Good to be with you. All right. All right, we're going to be back next week. Please uh, like and subscribe uh, on YouTube. And, of course, follow us wherever you do get podcasts. This is the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Hey, Danny, thanks a lot. That was really fun. I can't wait till next week. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll be in touch. Okay. See you later. All right. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.